Hello everyone and welcome to another Open Mind Space podcast. And today I am coming to you from the dome, so you might hear some background noises of motorbikes and horses and rural life. <laughs> but um, I'm really excited to chat with you or share with you guys today an open-minded chat with a wonderful woman called Jenny Armstrong. Jenny is has been in my loop in my world for a few years, but particularly this year has come deeper into my world. We've been working together on a six-month one-on-one mentorship around life in general, but in particular, her incredible service as an end-of-life doula. Now, I wanted to share Jenny with you all because the way Jenny talks about being an end-of-life doula is uh, emotive and heart-melting and inspiring and incredible. And there's so many aspects to being an end-of-life doula, which I didn't really perceive or know about. So without further ado, hello, Jenny. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the name of your business? Uh, My business is Exhale End-of-Life Doula. And what is an end-of-life doula? Um, Okay, so an end-of-life doula, um, also known as a death doula, um, is basically just a person of service who can help um, with all sorts of things around um, preparing for death, that end of life stage, getting older, going through an illness, a terminal illness, just preparing for um, end of life, really. Mm-hmm. And what got you interested in becoming a, a death doula? Yeah, I'd, I'd only recently heard um, about death doulas, um, but I think this has been a process that's been happening over decades. So. Mm-hmm. Even as a young nurse um, in my early 20s, I was working with children with cancer. Mm. Um, I saw a lot of babies and children die. Mm. Um, You know, and people would always say to me, oh, how can you do that work? That must be just break your heart all the time. And I was like, yeah, it's sad. It's sad when a baby or a child dies, but there's so much precious life in those moments and babies and children just face you know these things with such an innocence and such a purity and I actually felt like I was getting back so much more than I I gave so you know early years I've I've been a nurse for more than 30 years um, and I've looked after you know babies and and adults and now you know more recently the elderly so at any age um, you know I think it's important to have support at that time for Mm. both the person and their loved ones yeah Gosh, that would be hard. <laughs> you were going to add something? Yeah, well, I just, it, it is, it's hard, but I think, you know, when you really feel something, then you really know you're living as well. Um, I was thinking about, you know, talking to you this afternoon and thinking about um, when I was nursing in Saudi Arabia and it was an oncology ward and I was just doing my walk through the ward um, and I just looked into a room and I said, that little boy's gonna he's gonna code which is you know when you get all the the medical team and try to resuscitate someone and he did 
within five minutes he coded mm. and we went in and tried to save this boy he had cancer he was bleeding everywhere and he died mm. um, and you know the team left and I escorted that baby that little boy um, down to the morgue and I came back and I was in the coffee room you know just having a cuppa and the head nurse came in and said there's an admission coming into that room and I just I was thinking about that this morning and I thought there's no time there's no time to process and I'm the nurse I'm not the parents mm. I'm not the family and I didn't have time to process mm. so that's what I can do I can help people be in that moment and just have that time and and have answers to their questions and yes. just have someone listen wow yeah I've got goosebumps as you're speaking because um, I have limited experience in the medical world primarily with with birthing was where I had my experience and even then I was with midwives I wasn't deep in the medical yeah. system but even there it is very much a um, we're on a time limit here like I know you're birthing but I my shift's about to finish or whatever there, there's time which makes sense mm. that, that there are people working and they've got to work to a certain time frame but the medical world is very much yeah on this regimented thing and that's so interesting there's no time to process I can only imagine I haven't um, immediately experienced death with someone like yeah extended family and grandparents and things but I haven't been in a room so I haven't experienced how the medical world responds to it but now you're saying it I can imagine that it would be a matter of okay next yeah I think you've really hit on why I want to be a doula and not a nurse anymore yeah and I'm, I'm thinking because you're talking about, you know, birth and, and that whole medical model and the hospital system. And I'm just thinking of a time um, I was working at a hospital and I was working in the nursery, in the newborn nursery. So really nice job looking after all the newborn um, babies. And it was lovely. But I got a call one day and I had to run down to the delivery suite. And I walk into the room and the mother has just delivered a baby. The husband is next to her they're both in shock mum's white as a ghost and I look over and there's a team around the neonatal resuscitation trolley Mm. Um, and I get called in to help and I'm using two fingers to compress on this little baby's chest and Mm. this baby was just flat and lifeless Mm. and we worked on this baby um, for a few minutes and then the doctor called it and the baby was pronounced dead Mm. everyone left the room the yeah. team, the medical team, they all left and I was standing there. It wasn't even my workplace, you know. I was yeah. from upstairs in, in the newborn nursery and I just came to help with the resuscitation. And they all left and the parents were just looking at me and I'm looking at the baby. Oh, my gosh. And... Oh, my gosh. And the father came over and he said, she looks perfect. And I said, she is. Would you like to hold her? And I just wrapped up that baby mm. and gave the baby to dad and he walked over with the mum and they just cried. Mm. And I just I just stayed there for a while. Yeah. Because everyone had left. And you know, when I think about it, that's where the doula steps in. Yeah. When the medical team leave because they can't fix you anymore. Yeah. That's yeah. that's where the doula comes in. Can I be of service? You've just had a tragedy. This is a huge loss. I'm acknowledging you and I'm here for you. Mm. 
Wow. So these moments have, have occurred over my career. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's life, that's death. That's, that's what it's part of being in this world. Yeah. But if we can just show a little compassion and just take time and just acknowledge people and what they're going through. Mm. And they're, you know, you hear it all the time in the medical world. Um, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. There's nothing more that we can do. There is so much more. <laughs> there is so much more that we can do. Someone might have died, but there's so much more that we can do. I'm a bit speechless. The, the the passion with which you speak about because this is a it's a very sensitive topic because yeah. in our Western world society we shy away from death and birth, but we shy particularly away from death. It kind of gets behind closed doors. It happens in a distance. It happens in a hospital. It happens away, yeah. away from life and. Um, you're someone who has so much unique experience with death like people in in the medical system get to experience death a lot mm. more than than the rest of us mm. um but yeah that I, I love that passion that you have of there's so much more that can be done yeah. and i can really see how that is that's coming forward in why you're so passionate about being a death doula yeah it's beautiful so as a death doula what are some of the things that you would do what what some of the services that you would offer if someone yes I mean you know there's such a a broad spectrum I mean you know people can start thinking about um, their death you know something might happen there might be a news story you know there might be some accident and people you know talk about things like that and oh my gosh that's just awful you know what's going to happen to their children and you know people start to think have I got my affairs in order? You know, things like wills, um, planning advanced care directives, you know, getting organised with enduring guardianships, all the legal stuff. Like, who's going to be responsible? Who's going to make decisions for you if you're unwell and you can't speak for yourself or after your death? Like, have you thought about that? Have you planned? Because it's, you know, let's, let's face it, it's always good to be organised. Yeah. So there's that sort of thing. Um, and death is a guarantee. It is. We're, We're all, all going to die. <laughs> we will. We're all going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's so. There's the more legal aspect of it, um, but then there's a care aspect as well. Is there? Yeah, definitely. So um, whatever people feel that they need, um, you know, with their own experience. So someone might be unwell. They might want me to go with them to medical appointments. Um, we hear this all the time like in nursing you know the doctor walks in and says all this stuff and then they leave and the person will ask the nurse what did they say what did they mean yeah and there are so many people that take medication and they don't know what it's for the doctors you know prescribe this so um, I'm just gonna take it they don't don't know so I can help with those sorts of things I Mm -hmm. can accompany someone um, on visits you know, active dying. Um, I can I can be there with that as well, and, and mm. help people with support. Mm. Um, anything really, like even people going into aged care. That's a huge life transition. Mm. Um, people you know have to sell their homes often to pay for their um, aged care. So even things like you know helping to you know pack up a home, yeah. sell your possessions. That that's so emotive for 
um, people in aged care, they're moving from their family home and going into a room. Yeah. And there's a bed and you know TV and maybe one chair or maybe two. Mm. And they've got to condense their whole life down. So mm. it's that it's that letting go that world getting smaller and letting go so I can you know help with those sorts of things as well yeah anything really like it's really open mm. to what how can I help someone when they're thinking about death planning for death um, actively dying um, have a loved one who's going through that as well mm. Mm. yeah so it, it's the way you describe it is that um, your services or your your presence can be anywhere from starting to plan for dying all the way through to the moment of and after yeah. the moment yeah. of death. Yeah. And you once told me a story, which I thought was really beautiful, um, about the gift of being present for someone's last exhale, which inspired your business name. Hmm. What's that? moment like? Uh, yeah, so that was um, a lady that I looked after in aged care um, and she uh, had all her wits about her. Um, she had cancer and the cancer was um, around her throat area and it was, you know, she could feel it going into her throat so when she was swallowing it was becoming more difficult to swallow and the mass was getting bigger on the side of her neck. Um, and you know, she loved it when I was on on shift, and um, you know, she's you know, calling me her favourite and things like that. But really, it was just that I spent time with her and I listened to her and I listened to her fears. Um, she was worried that she would die suffocating um, and be gasping for air. Um, and her palliative care doctor came in and, and came up with a plan for that, that um, there's a thing called terminal sedation um, that you, we can offer people. So basically you're, you're knocking them out with um, sedative medication so they're not suffering mm. with pain or, you know, that, that breathlessness. Um, but I, I talked to her about wanting to be a doula and um, she said, you know, you're, you're, so, you're so good at this and, and just being here and listening to me. And I said, yeah, this is, this, I do, I, I, love, I love being here with you. Um, and she just said, you know, I'd, I'd like you to be there when I take my last breath. And I said, I'd really like to be there too. Because she trusted me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and when I was thinking about my business, I did think about that moment. And, um, you know, afterwards, it was really interesting because I went around a few shops and um, I think I saw something on a mug about, and it had the word exhale on it. And I just like I just had this moment, and I just thought that's my business name, exhale. Um, you know, and she just wanted me to be there. It made her feel secure. I, I ended up not being there, mm. um, and that's okay. Things happen as they do. Um, but I think the other thing with the word exhale is, you know, when you just feel that sense of relief. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, I can offer that to people, um, especially family, watching someone die. It can be a bit of a process. And I've had um, quite a few people as a nurse come up and say, I wish there was someone that could help in these moments where we're just, you know, 
we're just sitting here and we're watching as someone's chest go up and down and you know we've taken leave from work and we don't know what's happening and mm. if there was just someone that could support us and talk to us and reassure us and tell us because the nurses don't have time mm. they don't have enough time to do that um and that's when i thought you know exhale like if i can say like i can come and help you i can help you with that mm. and just that oh, mm. jenny's here yeah she's um yeah i'm glad i've got someone to talk to who yeah. understands and, and yeah. can help yeah which is so wonderful with your um background in nursing as well is that you do actually understand yeah what's going on in terms of what needs to happen, what's going on, what medication's happening, what's physiologically happening in someone's yeah. body. Um, yeah. You're holding the energetic space and the emotional space and the supportive space, but physiologically you, ha- you can explain, this is the process, this is normal, this is, what's, this is what may happen. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the, I did struggle for a while when I was um, studying, you know, to be an end-of-life doula because, like, how do I let go of the nurse? Um, and become the doula but there'll always be that nurse in me and Mm. you know that ability to walk into a room or even walk past a room and to read the room and see what's going on and clinically assess someone so when someone hires me as a doula they get all that knowledge yeah Um, I won't be offering nursing services as such Mm. um, but everything else yeah but it's not like you can switch off that part of your brain like that's just intrinsic yeah. in you yeah that it's that wisdom yeah it's just there yeah I mean I drew upon that when when the baby <laughs> broke her arm and did a video call it what, what does this look like and she's like this looks like going to hospital <laughs> okay <laughs> but yeah. the thing is you know thinking about that you knew <laughs> you knew didn't you yeah, I was just hoping that you would say <laughs> she'll be fine. But someone, you, sometimes you just need someone else to say, "Yeah, you're right." Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just someone who I, I I gave you a bit of power. Like you've got the the knowledge, you've got the experience. Yeah. Just take this decision out of my hands. Yeah. Just yeah. Which I suppose is part of that, not taking the decision out of the hands, but. I trusted you to guide my decision making in a moment where I was. Uh, a bit o- overwhelmed yeah no one likes to see their child suffering and crying and in yeah. pain and you know you, you don't have the x-ray machine right there you don't know if, if there's a fracture or not but yeah. I think you know the nice thing about that was that you were able to just like take some time take a moment take yeah. a little space and then everything kind of de-escalated and then you went to the hospital yeah and she's had the cast and it's all better now yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're moving on. Yes, we're moving on. Um, I was wondering if you'd be interested in sharing. So this was more so in, in one of our sessions together. Uh, the other week where we dropped into a portal and you touched energetic. So this is energetically speaking. This is nothing to do with your services. This is yeah. just your experience. Um, where you touched that space that you perceived to be the other side. Yeah, right. It's interesting, um, uh, yeah, so you led me into um, a meditation and, you know, I, I was seeing all sorts of, you know, shapes and colours and what kind of looked to me like symbols and gold writing and there were objects and things all around me 
and then I kind of I'm looking at the sky now at the dome <laughs> and I can see where the sun's coming through and it was almost like someone just grabbed the sky and just pulled it back and I saw this light and the light's in your eyes right now and you're holding your hand up because it's uncomfortable. Mm. This light wasn't uncomfortable at all. Mm. It wasn't that, you know, it's hurting my eyes, it's too bright. It was so bright, it was brighter than that. Mm. Um, but it was, it was love and peace and it was, like, it, it was hard to describe but it, I just want, it was beautiful. And so it opened and then I could see a bit and felt it and then it closed. Mm. And then I was just back in the colour. And then it was like it opened somewhere else, sort of in my field of vision with my eyes closed. It was an amazing experience. But, you know, coming out of that meditation with you going, okay, wiggle your fingers. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, mm. I just want to stay here. Mm. I just want to stay here. This is, this, this is it. This is, this is beautiful. Um, and I've read, you know, lots of near-death experiences where people talk about the light and, you know, being in the light and wanting to stay in the light. And I think I, I saw it. I saw it. And I thought, wow, like, there's no need to be scared. Mm. That if That's what's waiting for all of us. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Mm. And that's... I wanted to share, wanted you to share that as well because I think that's so incredible that you showing up for someone while they're processing death, however they're processing it, is you're coming with this huge spectrum of skills and experience. So yes, you've got the nursing, so medically you can communicate and assist in, in the understanding yeah. of it, maybe not caring for them that way, but the understanding of it emotionally you can be supportive because you've you've supported so many people emotionally through their deaths already and their their loved ones holding space and then energetically you've touched the portal of that crossing over so you can in your own way reassure those who are traveling towards it like it's the most beautiful space there's nothing to be afraid of i think that is a huge gift as yeah as the work you're trying to do is to be able to go like I've, I've touched it and I want to be there. I think I cannot wait until it's my turn to go there. And this is incredible that I can walk you to that door. Yeah. Like that's what you're walking them to that door. And yeah. I've seen so many people die and, you know, it happens quite frequently that when people are dying and they're still conscious, um, sometimes you get a moment where people just become sort of they might have been sleeping or semi-conscious or unconscious and then they wake up and they seem to be quite alert um and even children i've seen them re they reach up they reach up with their hand and they're looking up usually at a corner of the room and they're smiling Ugh. so i've seen that from little children um i remember working in an oncology unit in saudi arabia and all the little kids they'd see each other at their treatments you know, yeah. and be in the hospital together and calling out their friend's name who died before oh, gosh. and big smile on their face, like they could see their friend. Yeah. And I've seen the elderly as well and they, they're calling out to their mum and, you know, the, the smile, their faces lit up and it's just, it's a thing. Like, 
they're looking at something we can't see it but they can mm. that's magic <laughs> that is magic yeah i love it so good it's, I, it's so amazing to be to be in the room when yeah. someone's dying yes there's loss yes there's sadness but it's something we're all going to go through and just to be able to sense that um the change in the energy when when that person departs because you can feel it mm. there's a change in in the room mm. incredible thank you for sharing all of that thanks for asking yeah. well it's it's so unique because as i mentioned a lot of us are removed from death or from the moment of death maybe yeah. we experience the grief afterwards but like i've only experienced a i witnessed my dog pass like they they gave her the injection in front of me so i witnessed that yeah. but and i i understand somewhat what you're talking about but i haven't been present for a person's death um mm. So you have such a unique experience and I think a lot of people are curious about death, even though we're told to kind of keep it away or it's very sad. I love the way that you shine light on it yeah. and that there is there is this joy that you bring to it. Just like where you're saying there, like it's absolute magic, like that moment is yeah. magic and it's it's not that you're wishing anyone dead, but no. the, the presence that you get, the, the fact that you have the opportunity to be there with them during that moment is is the magic. I think the other thing, especially with the elderly, um, who, who I've been working with for more than 10 years, is um, you know they might start talking about death and saying, I'm ready and I've had a good life. And the family are going, oh, mum, stop being so morbid. Like, you'll be fine. Yeah. It's like, hello, you're 90-something. <laughs> Let them talk. Yeah. I'm happy to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So if someone wants to find out more about you mm -hmm. or connect with you because you do discovery calls so people can yeah. understand a bit more if you're a right fit or if they're a right fit for, for you, yeah. um, how are they going to do that? Yeah, they can contact me at Exhale End of Life Doula. Perfect. Yeah. So on Instagram at the moment. Instagram, Facebook. So exhale, end of life doula. Yeah. And soon there's going to be a website. Yes, under construction. Under construction. <laughs> and then there'll be all the contact de details there. Yeah, they will. Exhale, end of life doula. Yeah. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you. <laughs>